Feel that? That's the thing you're addicted to. Uh, it's the Paper Keg Show special roundtable episode number five. Uh, welcome back to the Syndicate. The lights are on in your hearts uh, for this program. Uh, another Philly and the stable of Paper Keg Radio Syndicate shows. Uh, I'm your erstwhile host. At Jonesy Loves Beer on the Twitter. And I have uh, with me, as always, the uh, exec produce, the king, the El Presidente, the Pepper Keg. Uh, it's Slim. It's his 33rd birthday. Slim, welcome back to the program. Happy birthday from America. Thank you, America. You know, this is, this is really just some of my favorite time with you guys. Where Jonesy's hosting his drive time radio show about <laughs> comics, and I can just sit back and bask <laughs> in it. Pleasure to be here. Uh, we have one more host. He probably needs no introduction. Because my heart beats in double time when I think of him. He's the VP of merch, uh, the epitome of podcast greatness uh dale underscore a welcome back to the program uh it's great to be back since we last spoke on the round table vp of merch style jonesy and i have uh, reserved our tickets to see captain america civil war uh thursday night before opening day good heavens what a great time to be alive jonesy and i together uh, again always a special time when uh, me, you know, Jonesy, Robert Palmer, Scrabble, <laughs> and guitar playing chicks can all be together in the same room, watch Captain America Civil War. You know, it's uh, we've come full circle because our secret movie Midnight Dates started with Winter Soldier. That's true. So now we're, we've come back to the Cap well, if you will, mm-hmm. to see the third installment in the Cap solo films. I mean, solo film this time, right? Solo in name only. uh, But it's going to be a wonderful film. And I think we're all prepared to bask in the glory. I mean, even Cap's suit this time out makes me a little weak in the knees. It could be my bursitis, but I like to think it's the power of Chris Evans and that gosh, Gal Dong wonderful... (laughs) Body armor. Galdons. Can you Galdons. say that on a podcast? I'm not sure you can say that. <laughs> I somehow started cursing in Mandarin, uh, <laughs> not on purpose. Uh, so this show, uh, the Paper Keg Roundtable, uh, we provide you with two rounds of discussion on single issues we read in the last months, and uh, one lightning round, the listener favorite, uh, two sentences or less, uh, we're going to start... Did they uh, read this, it? Are they just lying they, about it? It's only had to be two sentences long. Is it Who just knows? vague clues, uh, just looking at the, the cover art? Um, <laughs> we start this roundtable, as we always do, with uh, an opinion that is cherished the world over. Uh, the opinion that drives not only this podcast, but an entire company 
and their successful, much more successful podcast than ours. Uh, Slim, a book you read this month. <laughs> uh, what an intro. You know, I want to I want to shock some people. Yeah, that's what I want to do on this podcast. You know, we have opinions on this show about why we didn't like something, why it didn't connect with us, why it wasn't the right time to read it, why the lettering was too distracting, so I gave up halfway through the first issue. Descender. Heard here first. You ever hear about this book? I've Descender? Heard, I've heard it uh, the name only, Slim, honestly. Please descend us into your opinion. I will descend you into something. I'll tell you what. Jeff Lemire. Mm. (laughs) Dustin Wynn. You know, these are two creators Mm -hmm. getting together for this Image Comics consortium. It's probably not even true. I just said consortium because I like that word. It's a good word. I mean, chemically, these two components go together like... A chemical does. Yeah, it's, the, it's a chemical. Mm-hmm. And this is Chemicals a story that them. takes place in the future. Let me just preface this with a uh, spiritual cousin to a book called Pluto. What? Get out of here. I just tilted my head forward and my eyes up as my if God. to say, I just said that. What do you think? Your Macklemore Cat or Nine Tails hair came through the screen and just grabbed my attention. <laughs> uh, Descender, initially, when I first read it, I couldn't get into it because of the lettering. It was too distracting, too mm-hmm. robotic, but that's part of the book. Gave it another shot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the future. Um, robots are a part of life. Androids, automatons, whatever you want to call them. Um, but something comes from another place, these big giant robots, and they really just like destroy things. Mm. So humans are really scared by this, so they ban uh, robots. And so they're kind of like extinct. And the world changes from then on. And uh, in that, like 10 years from this kind of, you know, this, this banning, this young robot, uh, I think his name is like Tim Ten. This little kid, he wakes up and is separated from, you know, his adoptive family. Like, his, his brother and his mom that, you know, that bought him or whatever, or, you know, adopted this little robot kid. So, he is on a mission now to figure out what happened and to to be reunited with his, with his adopted brother and find out what happened. And you follow his story, but also this general's daughter who is in charge of kind of finding this robot that woke up after like you know 10 years of no robots or whatever and also the doctor that created this robot and they're on the run and through like you know other kind of freaky future groups that want this robot dead and fantastic loved it read uh, i think like the first two trades shocked me what wow two trades, trades out already yeah is that it it remind me if I'm wrong. Is that like Tim Ten the robot is like floating out in space? That's probably one of the covers, yeah. And he gets activated. Like I think I wanted to read this book, but never quite got around to it. I mean, I blew through it. I give give it give love a chance to quote uh, Paper Cake Two Forty One. What about love? Katie Sackhoff, Walt Longmire. Um, I mean, and I read interviews with Jeff Lemire. He even specifically mentioned Pluto. 
as one of his, <sighs> his inspirations wow. for this book. Now you, you understand need? I have to read it. You just honed right in. I honed Slim. in. I chemical reacted into your brain mm-hmm. that you need to read Descender. Stat. What we're talking about is chemistry, and Jeff Lemire has it with me when it comes to liking books that he has written. Tell you what, I failed chemistry in high school and had to go to summer school. One of the most unpleasant experiences of my life. Oh my God. But this is better than that. It's the opposite of chemistry well, summer school. This is when I would hope works. anything would be better than that. <laughs> uh, you have piqued my interest, Thank you. my friend. Thank you. Gonna have to check it out. Uh, on to another gentleman, gentleman, uh, who has been reading a single issue off screen so that he's prepared it's to speak for this uh, episode. Total hearsay. <laughs> There's no cameras. Nobody can. T- all eyes Absolute on Absolute conjecture. Uh, sorry to speculate. Your book that you read, uh, Dale underscore A. Mm. As I entertain you with some music before I finish up. Uh, <laughs> while I finish up gathering my thoughts right now. Uh, now I am going to tell you about a little something special a little something uh, I've been holding this in my little memory pot for weeks now and this is uh, me giving love a chance me giving uh, uh, me giving French comics a chance Slim me giving whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, the future, the past, the present, all a chance, all at once. Oh my God. Uh, I dipped my toe into a Delcor book, and uh, it's not going to be too far off. Once you hear the title of uh, the, the this two-issue miniseries called Dwarves, uh, it's been recently translated in English. It is a, in fact a French book, and uh, when you look in the uh, Delcor English section of Comicsology, there's in fact two different uh, books related, and I can only find that they're related in the synopsis of the sister book Elves. But apparently, uh, what is being done here is uh, five teams of creators are all splitting off to create mini-series of uh, books of different fantasy races all based in the same world. Um, wow. that's, the only, that's the only information I can find, unfortunately. I can't find anything, at least in English, about what's actually happening here. But I read uh, two issues. Uh, it's a two-issue mini called Dwarves, and it's beautiful, gorgeous artwork. The cover of Dwarves issue one is something to beholden. It's gorgeous, and it is a. Uh, uh, if you're familiar with the uh, the dr- the dwarves in the game Dragon Age at all, it's very similar to that. Actually, um, it focuses on a dwarf, a young dwarf who is being raised by his pacifist blacksmith father, who has vowed to never make a dwarven weapon, which is pretty. Like, for a dwarf, that's pretty almost embarrassing. Like, if you're a dwarf, you make weapons. If you're a blacksmith, I mean, that's what you do. You take pride in it. And for some reason or another, this father hasn't, has vowed never to make a weapon. And uh, this son getting picked on at at school uh, gets made fun of for his piece of crap past of his dad. He goes rogue and he sort of makes, constructs his own forge in secret. 
and he starts practicing metalworking and blacksmithing weapons. And uh, one day out of the blue, his uncle shows up, promises to teach him the ways of um, of creating uh, weapons and imbuing them with battle runes. And it starts him off on this huge long journey of uh, these ambitions of almost revenge, like topping uh, some of the uh, nastier peers of his by proving them all wrong in the arena to eventually become like Lord of the Runes, he's called. And it's a fantastic story. Two issues. I want to say that the two issues, they say they're 30 pages, but it feels like there's a whole lot more content uh, that beyond the 30 pages that I read. I don't know if the, the pages are wider or taller. They they could possibly be. I read them in guided view, but um, I mean, it's fantastic. It's a fantastic two-issue mini. If you're into fantasy at all, I'd recommend Dwarves. And I've, I'm definitely interested in checking out more uh, French-to-English translated titles because mm. of it. Got my foot in the Dwarven door here. Seems <laughs> like it's right in your la wheelhouse, as they say in la Francais. Uh, that's true. That's an exact translation. The uh, two-issue miniseries um, in French... That might just be a f- uh, combined into what they consider an album, so it might have been split oh. for Engl- for uh, English consumption. Okay, interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm. The elves. Uh, I noticed the elves is split up into five issues. That might maybe it's a bigger album. Hmm. France. I'm interested. I'm not too. You know, I'm not such a fan of elves in general. Dwarves are where my gut takes me, but uh, I, I had a great time. <laughs> Uh, reading this, I highly recommend checking it out. Look at that. Hmm. Look at you branching out, mm-hmm. trying things, learning, you know, what's out there, experimenting. Man of the world. You are a man of the world. Look at you. Speaking of experimenting, I want to take you down the path of erotica. Yeah, talk about finally. That. Finally. I have discovered our next Paper Cake Nights book. And that is Image Comics Presents The Discipline mm. by Peter Milligan, art by uh, Leandro Fernandez. Uh, and essentially, The Discipline is the sexual awakening of a uh, young trophy wife, Melissa, as she is seduced by a demonic stranger for purposes yet unknown sexual purposes i mean you hit it right on the head slim (laughs) sexual purposes uh i don't know if they're teaching her the discipline if she's becoming the discipline it's not clear if her lover is the discipline but i am excited tantalized if you will Mm. uh to find out uh more uh reminds me of the Serious version, uh, serious version of sex crims. But uh, so, Jonesy, she experiences pleasure in this book. I don't know what you're talking. Uh, mucho pleasure, oh. uh, they say. Uh, definitely a book we should check out for Paper Cake Nights. And we haven't done a Paper Cake Nights in oh my gosh, was a dog's age. That's kind of last time you guys went to uh, um, your vacation in September. 
Disney? Uh, no, uh, Outer Banks. I believe he did oh, the Paper wow. Cake Nights. Yeah, that hot, sexy Ms. Marvel book. <laughs> it was definitely a, a an episode Might where you, Nimity, you, Nimity, and Dale were the original three. It I was know. like a two episode run where you convinced the the world that you were the original founders of the show, and were fit to push me out. I'm almost afraid to even Google it because my browser is just so slow with Google Hangouts. It might be another hour before I find out what the. Uh... Were you on Sex Criminals, Jonesy? No, I don't think I was. Maybe then that would have been. We did definitely did Sex Criminals. I think when the minity. Uh, maybe that was. I don't know when that was, but you Nobody, weren't on the show. I can't remember that. Jonesy was probably working or something. Were you was was my godson being born at this time? I can't remember. That wasn't that. Uh, maybe no, because oh. that was November. Hmm. You guys weren't in. You didn't go to OBX in November, did you? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch this up here. Punch was up, it please. peak? Could it could it have been peak? Live on the era. Live EPing the show. My that's what I'm, My gut, my gut <laughs> says Christmas, episode two hundred two, May. Ago. 11. Four, yeah, 40 episodes ago, last May. A year it's been. Huh. Maybe it's time. Topics we include would... speaking sticks, sweat lodges, black kiss and airport patrons, slinging goop umbrellas, <laughs> brimping hilarity, sexually active hipsters, porn in the woods, I'm looking in Dale's direction, <laughs> getting lollipopped, and... uh the episode after that was Silver Surfer. So I think we did a double shot of Amanda. Yeah. Yes. Josie, God, where were you? Silver Surfer book was good. May. It was so good. Could I have been... Were you on vacation? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe that's... Uh, I think that's when I went down to Georgia and I came back with my staff leg that I didn't get checked out for six months. Mm. You were probably doing the discipline down there and got, yeah. got a little well, too learning. Ready. I was learning what the discipline was. I'll tell you what. Came back with what we thought was a spider bite on the leg. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Listen, self-diagnosis is really 99% of the time it works, obviously. Yeah, I'm just the one, the 1%. 40% uh, of the time. <laughs> Slimothy Dalton, uh, pillar of the James Bond franchise. What book did you also read this past days? <sighs> You know, this past X amount of date range that I read. <laughs> Listen, I tweeted about this recently, maybe two weeks at, away, ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, time and is relevant. Two <laughs> weeks away you go. I tweeted about this, and I've talked about this on previous book clubs, roundtables, but it needs to be talked about again <laughs> because I just read the most recent issue. Uncanny Avengers. My tweet indicated that this is the most fun X book since Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force. And I'll just throw that around. You know, like it's all willy nilly. Mm. Nothing. Um, Uncanny Avengers, if you're not reading it, you know, I don't blame you. There's a lot of Avengers, everything, everywhere. This is. Of the Avengers put together by old man Captain America, his Unity Squad. Previous incarnations were Avengers and X-Men, and now they've added in Inhumans. 
into the mix because you know the Inhumans. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, <laughs> I don't really know what's going on with the Inhumans right now, but something is going on. Marvel wants you to hopefully buy it. Uh, the thing with this team is Deadpool is on it, and you know we all loved how Deadpool was written in Uncanny Event, Uncanny X Force, and it, oh yeah, it's very similar here with Duggan, Jerry Duggan, um, writing. And you have a mixture of uh, Stegman on art and Carlos Pacheco, who um, I think more recently had done some Remender Captain America stuff. And, I mean, it's it's full of nerdy X-Men nuggets. Like, Cable came back in a few issues ago. Uh, Time-traveling Cable, you know, he's huge. He's got the big shoulder pads. It's great. He's joining the team on a temporary basis. Uh, Rogue is on the team. She's kind of like semi-dying because she was uh, hit with like the inhuman Terrigan mists and it's kind of killing her. Um, uh, Johnny Storm is on the team. Um, There's some other inhuman characters that are new to me but are still pretty interesting. So the goal that you find out about why Captain America put this team together was kind of revealed offhand is... He, and he told Cable, because Cable was about to leave. He's like, all right, I, I did my thing here. I'm leaving. And Steve Rogers is like, well, hold on. Let me tell you what the original reason I put this team together. It's to find the Red Skull and and Xavier's brain. And then wow. Cable's like, oh, okay, maybe I'll stay a little while longer. Wow, that's so still then, a thing. Yeah, yeah, which I was like super amped about. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Because it, it essentially is like an X-Men series. And... um. So they uh, they go on a mission, Rogue, Deadpool, and Cable to um, kind of like a you know like a haters was a haters ball from Chappelle show, but it was all like supervillains, <laughs> and they they find information about where one of Red Skull's um, safes reside. They think they're going to find something in there, so they eventually get there. They open it up; it's empty, and not only that, but Gambit is there, mm-hmm. and so there's a pretty cool interplay between Rogue and Gambit. And Gambit is almost like standoffish when Rogue like kind of actually out of nowhere like is like okay Gambit let's you know maybe we can canoodle a little bit here before you leave and he he doesn't want to do it he's nice. like aren't you, aren't you infected with like the Inhuman Mist or whatever he's like I gotta go so it's like Ow. this really weird moment and they leave bummed that they couldn't find the Red Skull or his you know his evidence or you know how to track him down so they leave panel changes. It was actually the Red Skull the whole time using his mind, his Xavier mind powers to get out of there in like to try to trick the X-Men into leaving because he actually was there and there was like gold in the safe and stuff. His daughter is there with him. Wow. It's so, it's so much fun. I love and it. And here we thought Gambit was just reasonably afraid of hepatitis C and <laughs> sure. didn't want to contract it. We know him. he's not afraid of that. Believe me. <laughs> um, very, very fun book. There's even a, um, there's like a um, one shot that was the most recent issue that I read. There's like some kind of weird Avenger story um, called Pleasant Hill that's going on now where it's revealed that S.H.I.E.L.D. like has been shuffling away villains into this town and messing with their minds so that they just live in this town as normal people and that's like their new prison so some of the villains find out about this and break out and like the secret is out that like they've been doing this bad thing to villains and stuff wow um Hmm. but even then that was still a pretty good issue quicksilver's on the team um 
it's good. It's really good. Mm, okay. Highest recommendation if you're if you're looking for an X Men book. Wow. Um, Read Uncanny Avengers. Yes, because I think some of the X Men books, the X Men stuff out there, is a little harder to get into. Like your boy Umberto Ramos is doing one of the books. Greg mm-hmm. Land is doing one of the books. There's a there's a bunch out there, but I think this is the this is the main one to get. Hmm. You know, we never did the uh the entire run of Uncanny X Force. Maybe we should put a Twitter uh, poll. Maybe we should Twitter poll our next uh, book club. I mean uh, we couldn't possibly do it by Tuesday. No, we could but we could put maybe we'll put a you know, long term, what's our next big, big You know, we have eight episodes to go until the big one, Milestead episode two fifty. Oh, quarter K, quarter K. We're gonna call it. Or should PK, we do PKQK? Should we do what we did for Astonishing X Men? Didn't we do that uh, series, yeah. but over like oh, three or yeah. four episodes? We did all four trades. The uh, the Church of Jossus convened. I think Uncanny is longer than that. We'd have to figure something out there. Or we could start with like episode two forty four and end two fifty conclusion. <laughs> Maybe we could do a bookend omnibus like we did for Fear Agent because there that might be two omnis. Mm. We'll talk about it. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I think it's thirty seven issues or something. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Man, it just got real in here. You know what? It's also real, palatable. The next host is real, and he's going to bring it real to your faces with uh, his next book that he was also maybe just reading uh, off screen to prepare for this round. Uh, Shaking his head because he thinks I'm dumb. Uh, Dale, your next book. Uh, This is me coming to you uh, two shows in a row. I'm going to speak about uh, Garth Ennis' property. Uh, This is... Preacher. Uh, preacher. Uh, just read it. <laughs> just, so you know, on a whim. No. Uh, this is an Aftershock published title, much like uh, my my very much ballyhooed comic Johnny Red a few roundtables back. Garth Ennis is, uh, has a new uh, series out, and it is called The Dreaming Eagles. This is another Garth Ennis war story type comic which I find to be a whole heck of a lot more fun than a Preacher for different reasons. Uh, very factual. The Dreaming Eagles focuses on a father, an older father, struggling and coming to grips with fatherhood uh, of, a, uh, of a teenage boy, maybe 16 years old. And uh, they're both kind of struggling and very incommunicative with each other. And this is the 1960s, and the son is uh, doing uh, uh, certain uh, protests and marches with Dr. Martin Luther King. And the father would rather him just keep his head down, stay out of trouble. Why make trouble? And it turns out that uh, the father was in uh, the Tuskegee Project. He was one of the airmen in World War II. And... Since then, you know, it's just gone back to normal life, and he's just tried to kind of like stay low. And by the end of the first issue, he kind of sets out to maybe, with the help of his wife, kind of his wife kind of reminds him, like, you know, your son's going to grow up, and you want him to stay out of trouble, but he doesn't have a reason 
to do anything. Like he doesn't know who he is and who you are. You just tell him to stay out of trouble, but for no good. Like he doesn't know why. He doesn't know anything about you. So by the end of the uh, this the issue, it's cool because like the son's out painting the fence, like his dad told him to do. And uh, there's this cool moment where a dad like offers the son a beer, and they sit on the porch, and he's going to tell him about his time in the service during World War Two. And uh, it's it was a, f- a fantastic setup issue. Not a whole lot of like backstory. It does flash back to when he was uh, first, you know, arrived at the uh, <clears throat> the training base to start in on the project with his teammates, and uh, it's, it looks to be pretty fascinating, pretty historical, and uh, great, great stuff. Hmm. Is Garth Ennis your new favorite writer? Be honest with us. He might be, but that's maybe just because I'm on this war story kind of kick right now. I mean, they're. It, as it turns out, like if you look, uh, you know, Comicsology for a while, and I was a fool for not picking it up, but they had a Garth Ennis like War Story bundle for like seventy five dollars, and there were so many comics that I know I would have loved in there. But like maybe he's the guy that's just not letting the genre die, and maybe I don't know when how long ago he resurrected it, but go Garth Ennis for like I'm discovering this whole new side of you that. I didn't even know existed until Jonesy now, started you, talking about it. Yeah, have you read the first like five or six issues of War Stories yet? I haven't, and that's only, and that was a reboot. Like before that, he did a ton of War Stories comics. Did he really? I was yeah. o- I was only ever aware of the one that came out, I guess, last year. Mm-hmm. I never even I never read it yet. But I'm, I love I, vignettes. Any kind of story with vignettes is for me. Speaking of for me. Surprising no one, I read Marvel's Power Man and Iron Fist, mm-hmm. issue one. David Walker, Sanford Green, Luke Cage, Daniel Rand, uh, duos writing duos, you know? Uh, and I'm here to tell you a, a fact, actual true fact Gonna, uh, I'm lighting the match, ready to set the internet on fire. Wow. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist are comedy characters. Mm. Listen, that's how they work. If you want some funny stuff, read this book. It kind of reminds me of uh, when Deadpool uh, tried to team up with the heroes for hire and get hired, and it was kind of like a, a run amuck scenario. Mm-hmm. This is much in the same vein of this book. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, who are not getting back together, get back together in this issue. It's dialogue snappy. Uh, hilarity ensues. Uh, a lot of slapstick comedic action, but done well instead of just done uh, mindlessly. Uh, and I'm ta- I might like the comedy version of these characters better than I like... Uh, that Iron Fist run that I submitted you guys to hmm. a couple years ago. Wow, it was a uh, it was just funny. It was a uh, you know, it was a very it was popcorn book, very very entertaining, uh, not heavy at all. Classic costumes, uh, just fun stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's worth worth a read. Uh, and you know that Iron Fist fellow getting his own Netflix show. And kind of made me think, you know, I'm wishing it was a comedy. Like a situation comedy. I think that would be uh, bold. 
never going to be done. Bold but indeed. Bold nonetheless. This was a lightning round, right? Or was this? No, this is oh. round two. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I thought Thank that was you like for prematurely <laughs> wrapping uh, me up. Uh, so, lightning round. Two sentences or less, a book that you are going to try to convince us you read, Slim. <laughs> <laughs> the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 362. I already don't believe you. Now this is this is an encapsulation of the '90s Spider-Man because I actually have read that era a couple weeks ago. Three fifty to three sixty. This is when Eric Larson took over. Or actually, he left and Bagley took over. Spider-Man in the '90s might have had sex with Mary Jane every other issue. What really? Yeah, I mean, there's an illusion. To sexual activity, get in there Spidey. a lot in this comic book. Have you started your two sentences yet, or was that them? I'm finished. Thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, mm, gosh, slim. Uh, just gonna go say it. Uh, Spider-Man number one and two. 1963. 1963. <laughs> no, this is the most a recent. A young boy gets bitten <laughs> by a spider. This is, uh, you know, Bendis, all new, all different Marvel. Uh, Miles Morales, post-Secret Wars, finds himself in uh, Marvel Prime. It's the same great... Bendis, Spider-Man, and now I have a dog in the fight because he's entangled with the rest of my beloved characters. DC Vertigo's Lucifer, uh, issue one. Uh, If you like the new show, Lucifer, and are looking to get into the source material... Avoid this title because there is literally no connection between the two. So there you have it. Uh, Our special roundtable episode. Uh, I want to thank, of course, uh, the uh, progenitor of the Paper Cake Radio Syndicate, Slim. Uh, I thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I think we'd all uh, like to thank... Dale underscore A for his wonderful comedic down to earth explanations of books he's read uh, and myself for being a little less douchey than normal uh, comic book roundtable episode 5 uh, if you'd like to support us there is a patreon uh, this episode comes to you because of your wonderful support uh, patreon.com slash paper keg and uh, we'll see you on the flip side folks <laughs> <laughs>